Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Now, today we have a very special guest. This is JR Luna, and he's going to be here with me in the studio for the Influential You podcast. JR Luna is the CEO of Luna Management, and his organization manages four automotive repair locations, including Concourse Motors and Asian Auto Tech here in Ventura and the Ojai Valley Imports here in Ojai. So, as you know, we're based in Ventura, but our studio is in Ojai. JR's specialty shops give him a competitive advantage due to his expertise and his customer intimate approach. Whether your vehicle needs a minor tune-up or a major overhaul, JR's team of trained service technicians are skilled at quickly diagnosing and pinpointing solutions to problems, saving his customers valuable time and money. They're a relationship-based business, and you'll see why when you hear JR speak, because it definitely flows from him down to his employees. He joins us here in studio, so if you're watching from home, you can hit the like button, you can comment, you can ask questions, and you can subscribe below. And thank you for welcoming JR Luna to the Influential You podcast. And on a special note, JR, you were my first client, so if I get emotional and start tearing up, just hand me a tissue or something. You got it. <laughs> That's so thank good. you very much for having me. Well, Such an honor. It's my pleasure. I mean, it's, it's well overdue. We've been working together. 2018 was when I started. I want to say that you were in the program towards the end of that year and beginning of 2019. Can you go back and remind me what life was like before Influential You? Like you're coming to this workshop for the first time. How was your world? It was busy. It was hectic. It was uh, chaotic. Uh, if you knew me, that <clears throat> working hard is not something that I lack on. I, I, yeah. I work hard. And uh and I was moving around the world with uh, a little bit aimless. Mm. Uh, just uh, uh, things were going good. Uh, our, our business was going good. But there was definitely a lack of emphasis, a lack of uh, special specialization, a lack of um, um, transaction yeah. knowledge. That's for sure. So when I met you, it was, uh, it was very sobering, too. I've been a, I consider myself a, a lifelong student. So when I met you and you had something to, uh, to tell me, I found it very in intriguing and I found it worth exploring. It's so good. And I, I also have to say thank you because you were one of the first people who told me, Josh, you're really smart. You need to just show it to people more often. Because I was kind of shy. I was, people, mom, you won't believe this. I was very shy, intimidated in my approach. And you were like, Josh, give it, just give it to me. Right. Like it's really good. And that was kind of the beginning of my development for how I approach customers and clients. And so right. uh, you helped me with that and you instilled that in me, even just studying together. Well, it was my lack of knowledge mm -hmm. that I <laughs> that I didn't know how to decline. Declining That's right. That's right. is not something I did before. 
So part of my chaos in life was the fact that I never really declined or accepted things. I was mm. just, I'm a performer. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, maybe Josh. Okay. Well, well, and then Josh was just relentless. He just never stopped. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, fine, I'll, I'll listen. And, That's uh, so funny. So today it would have been a different story. That's right. You would have you've been like, well, listen here, I got my aims together. It's going to be a little bit harder to get me, but I'll, I'll say this. One of the things that I really enjoyed about kind of meeting you and find is you jumped in at the fundamentals of transaction study and you really, I mean, you took your business through it. Like it, it was, you were, as you were saying in the show notes, your company was already doing a lot of things really well, but you started to move in a more intentional way as right. you started going through the fundamentals. So I'd love to ask just at the beginning, you start to take the program and you start to learn some things about you. What were, maybe give me an example of something that you learned about yourself that maybe uh, you discovered as you started studying with us. Well, uh, although I went to college, being in the blue collar world, I just didn't even think of myself as valid. My proposition was not as valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a mechanic, we work on cars, how there's just not much to it. And uh, there's, there's a lot of shops in town, so they have, people have choices. But then as, as I began to study and as I began to uh, just read, we had a very special skill, a mechanic. Uh, not everybody, the very small sliver of the population can work on cars. And we specialize in German cars. So there was even less people that did that. So that was definitely, we needed to value ourselves more. And I needed to stop thinking as a blue collar worker. And I needed to take uh, an executive approach to my business. And we did. Yeah, it's really good. And I love that because we're going to dive deeper into the value of your offer and, and how you started to reframe how you looked at this offer um, from just being an objective view to actually know this is something more. There's a bigger story that I'm actually helping people with. Um, tell me a little bit more about what you learned because you learned you were blue collar, um, but then it sounded like you didn't expect yourself to do much more than just be that blue collar guy. Some self-limiting beliefs were in there that you were finding? Well, throughout history or throughout the, you know, the last 50 years, being a mechanic has always been thought of being a greasy, hardworking guy. Sure. Today is the opposite. You're very, very skilled. You're very knowledgeable. Uh, your F-150 Ford has more computer codes than an F-18. Mm, wow. They're very complicated. They're very complex. And to do a job well and do it honestly and uh, reliable it's there's not there's 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 something there um, but the thing that i really learned especially through that pandemic uh, a lot of people didn't want to come out so we were deemed essential mm -hmm. as an essential business so we needed to stay open big problem nobody was driving anywhere so we accepted that we needed to go get cars to people's homes because they were afraid to come out and I understand that. Mm -hmm. So we ended up going to people's homes and picking up their vehicles. And when you do that, you find out why they need the vehicle. So before I used to look at it as I'm going to fix Johnny's water pump and I'm going to put brakes on Mary's car. And there's just a very shallow transaction. But what I learned through picking up vehicles at, at people's homes, they were so happy that I was going to fix their water pump or their brakes or whatever I was going to do because they were taking Johnny to dialysis tomorrow. 
Mm. You know, they were taking the kids to practice. They were taking the kids to school. So there was a lot of things that were happening. Well, there was not school, but they were they were going somewhere that it was important to them. So they needed to move around the world with this tool, which is their car. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't just putting a water pump. I was taking the grandpa to dialysis. I was taking Mary to a special college or so on and so forth. So it was more than just putting parts on. It was affecting people's lives. And that was very, very impactful. I can imagine that showing up to work to change an oil filter and showing up to work to help someone take grandma to the doctor every single day has a whole different shift in your worldview of that thing, especially being so uh, people-based like you are as a performer. Right. Um, what were some of the small changes that that elicited in you and maybe that you developed an organization uh, just from that one realization? Well, we started doing call, uh, we call them care calls. Okay. <clears throat> so- Is this an invitation? Yeah, that was an invitation. Okay, very good. A yeah. care call is an invitation for those invitation. keeping track at home. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just basically to see how are you doing, Josh? How's your car? Everything good? Or can we help you with anything? And we found that about one out of 15 would have a small chat with us. And okay. one out of 15 will say, by the way, my car actually makes a clunk clunk when I go over bumps. It's like, we can go pick up the vehicle up and uh, we can take care of that for you. Um, we started doing thank you notes. Uh, we started on completing the cycle. The transaction, yeah. uh, we started doing follow-up calls to make sure your car is okay, Josh. Everything we did was still good, and uh, and just making sure the satisfaction was all good. So we, it, it's definitely a different way of working. Whether you're gonna just, I gotta put brakes on this car, or we gotta take Johnny to uh, to the hospital, uh, or or we gotta be ready for evacuation. I don't, you know, at, at that point there was there was a lot of fear. Yeah, and it sounds like you were able to kind of diagram and throw your business through the transaction cycle and say, okay, cool, this is where we do invitations. And you may have found places, like you just said, that maybe you weren't completing properly or you could tighten up specific parts of your business and be much more intentional about it. Anything to say on that? Well, picking up vehicles is something we still do today. Sure. Because people are busy and it's just an invitation. I mean, what other invitation? Let me go get it. And you're basically... um, uh, uh, not obligated, but you're definitely more willing to do something that uh, that the car needs because you, we already have it. We picked it up for you. Uh, it was easy to do business with. All those things. It's easy to say yes. Well, and it, and it moves much more smoothly. Like it reduces friction as we teach, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're, we talk about it sometimes, like inviting someone to Toastmasters, for example. Right. I'd love it if you'd come to my Toastmasters club. And you and I both do the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Yeah, of course. Whenever. Yeah, what, when's the date? It's on the 15th. And it's like this light commitment. It's like I'm intending to go, yeah. but there's really no skin in the game. Right. And that, that kind of that move of taking it from presentation to contract of saying, hey, I'd like you to come with me to Toastmasters this week. I'll pick you up at five. There you go. Changes the entire dynamic, moving people a lot more quickly and saying, oh, oh, we're committing to this. Right. So I imagine that you might have seen less uh, cancellations or less people calling in and then not showing up or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Increasing the efficiency probably overall uh, from top to bottom. And customer satisfaction. I mean, one of the biggest problems is people need to either go to the shop or take them... uh, We'll get they'll get in the shuttle and they'll get a ride with us but it is so much more convenient that we go to their workplace or to their home pick up the car drop it off before the end of the day 
that's just a no-brainer. Yeah, and just that seamless uh, way of moving um, seems like it, it got the got the gears turning a little bit easier. Things are going to it's not making that your your business wasn't making that sound. It was actually purring like that's a kitten. Right. You're welcome for that joke. I, oh. I wrote that myself. <laughs> um, now, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm just going to tell you guys, if you don't know this already, Thrive is our introductory program. Now, I'm, I'm doing this nice and simple for you right now. If you want to try out Thrive for free, the code that you can use is 30 days. 30 days gets you 30 days of trying out our proprietary work, and you can jump on to the Thrive Sessions live with John and myself get a better ROA than your MBA, ROI than your MBA. Ugh, I say that twice. Get a better ROI than your MBA and join us on the Thrive program. And that's what this is all brought to you by. So thank you to John Patterson and everyone for letting us do these interviews. Now back to what you learned. So things are going well and they start to continue to go well. You, I remember in the pandemic, you and I were studying together and it was about a month or two. I think it was like the April, March, they were shutting everything down right. and you had to pivot quick. That's right. And not only did you pivot, you also started to purchase <laughs> more locations, if I remember right. Tell me just a little bit about how smooth that went, because that reinvention, I think, is one of the most underrated things that we get to do here at Influential U. It's not just about getting things going, but it's also like, how do we tighten them up and take them to another level when there's a breakdown? So if you can put yourself back in the mindset of the breakdown of, oh, no, business is shut down. Right. What are we going to do into, oh, we're going to be OK in that three month kind of span? Tell me a little bit about your mindset through all that. Well, I was definitely worried <clears throat> there was doubt in my mind and there was uh, I was, uh, uh, you know, just uh, praying for the best. Uh, but I was approached by this gentleman who wanted to sell their business and uh, uh, it was such a crazy time to buy a business. But uh, as everybody's running away from opportunity because everybody wants to be in their home secluded, I think I had the skills and the knowledge and newfound transactional competency to be able to navigate through this transaction. And actually, I saw the numbers, I saw the data, uh, and, uh, and I was able to make a pretty clear uh, assessment that this business could could help us especially now uh and people are not buying things that they were not moving around about and uh and i, I just filled an opportunity and something within me i just i just knew that i had more skills than before i was no longer just a shop manager you know i started as a mechanic well i started as a helper mechanic shop manager shop owner but i was i can see myself more than that uh, especially when I started the introduction of FOT. Uh, like I said, I'm a lifelong learner and I read a lot of books and all that stuff. But when uh, the program says, if you're wishing for a raw, raw speech in this program, you're not going to get it. Yeah. It is rigorous, intentional, and it is very eye-opening. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had some naivete within me before, sure. and I felt that I had cleared that up. Uh, I knew the things that I was deficient at, and I knew that I had picked up, picked up some ground by yeah. taking FOT. So I felt stronger and more sure of myself that I can, that I can make it happen. Yeah. And, well, part my wife it, and, I. and part of that, you knew your aims, you knew what you were looking for. Right. You were super clear on them. Um, and you weren't being trapped by the current. And we would define the current as the current popular way of thinking. And it's kind of zagging while everyone else is zigging, like what you were just describing. Right. Tell me well, more about that. That was a big moment 
yeah. <laughs> when the program described the current. I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, I've been stuck in the current all these years. I've been thinking a certain way. I've been viewing things a certain way. And that was not accurate. It was it was definitely I was caught in the current and I, I needed to shift away. So uh, I think it's Kirkland who, who says we're going to hold a mirror up to you. And uh, and well, that mirror stayed with me for a while. And like I said, I, I knew that. Uh, Although everybody was acting with the current, the facts were there. And I was very clearly to identify what the facts and what the, the invitation was, the opportunity, the possibilities. And uh, we just went with it. Yeah. Now, question about the multiple locations. Um, so do all four locations have like similar processes, just kind of have different... So. You've now been able to take your process with the Luna um, group. Is it Luna group? Yeah, Luna management. Luna management. And now you guys are able to just apply it to your place. So you could literally do as much business as you feel like doing at this point. Right. We're, we're taking our processes and procedures and policies and just implement it in the shops that we acquire. Fantastic. That's right. so good. So one of the things. So I went from... At, at that point, when, when we bought our third location, I went from, like I said, a shop owner to more of a CEO. I can feel myself separating and, and seeing things from above and uh, in a more accurate way. Yeah. I, and it's, it's really good, too, because knowing your value in the sense of that performer personality, right. you started to make moves. And, and we'll talk about some of the changes and what life's be, become like started to make moves that allowed you to feel more comfortable in your own skin and your own role as that people person, which kind of filters down throughout the organization. And one of those things that I remember you doing was the first one was uh, driving your customers and having those conversations. And you, right. you brought that through the pandemic. Right. I would love to hear just a, a little bit more about the ability to be the boss mm and also do a job that many people would overlook or think is a menial job, but that you really love doing because it, it allowed for that peopling thing. Can you tell right. me a little bit about that? Yeah. So my favorite job to do at the shop is driving the van, the okay. shuttle van. And there's nothing more satisfying to me than just hanging out and talking to people. That is just really what I like. Sure. I love people. And uh, um, when I get a, take a customer, I say, Josh, I'm JR. I'm your driver. And I'll joke, I'll say, I just got my license back. Come on, let's go. <laughs> a lot of people don't think that's funny, but that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> They'll get in the van and we'll be just having a conversation. And it is so telling. I, I'll ask, what do you do? Or if they're retired, what did you do? How did you get there? And man, it is just the coolest of conversations. I call it taxi confessions because they'll tell me <laughs> everything about their life. And also, I'll ask, how do you like the shop? And they don't know who I am. Uh, I'm dressed in uniform, so they, uh, they, they think that I worked there. So how long you worked here? And, you know, at times it comes out. But yeah. uh, an honest assessment of what they feel and think about the company, it's priceless. When even that, like knowing your, not just your mechanic, but the guy who's in charge of your mechanic, right? right. Having him know your breakdowns. And mm. One of the things that I hear in what you're talking about is shifting that mindset from just fixing a, a water pump to a condition of life, right? Helping a family with their relationships, yes. get to education, 
get to movement, do the activity of life. And you start to probably move the, hey, do you want to get that fixed? Um, and the argument then becomes, would you like to have the assurity that you're going to be able to make it to all the commitments that you've, you've made right. versus do you want to just get this filter replaced? And I imagine that that is a, a deeper relationship than most people ever get to have with anyone in any industry of, of actually finding out what's really going on at the root. Do you find that your it, it catches on like it's contagious with your staff, your management? They see the way that you move and they kind of move similarly? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're very big on relationships. Uh, we, we thrive on that. We, we, that's our model. We don't want to work on your car today. We want to work on your car until you can't drive anymore mm. for a long time. And I'll coin, uh, one of my managers coined this phrase. He said, love your customer. And he really means that. He really wants you to, uh, he really sits down with them, interviews them, gets some water, puts their feet up, like whatever it's necessary to make them feel comfortable. And he does not doing it for a sale. He's doing it because that's just the way he is. It's just how he moves. Yes, it's how he moves. And he has successful retention rate with yeah. customers. They just love him. It's amazing what happens when you're not a dick. It's really <laughs> now. I'll, I'll say this: There's only a, it's only a few in the world, <laughs> but they, they move around a lot. <laughs> when you find one, grab them and hold. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, one of the other things that I remember was, was really funny. We hadn't talked during the program, and you read "Go Wild," and then I remember you going, "Hey, dude, I can't. I'm in Alaska." And I'm like, "What are you doing in Alaska?" Tell me about reading "Go Wild" and what you kind of realized about your environment and how it was affecting you. Well, if you're not in the program, and you haven't read all the books that they recommend. You, that's that's just a treat on itself. Um, reading focus is why we have specialty shops, uh, or I wanted to continue with that. Uh, Go wild. It was just such a good read, and it had such a profound effect on my uh, my way of thinking. And the that nature has such a profound uh, effect on your biology that I wanted to go fishing, and uh, and so I started searching around and. We went to, uh, my, my kids and my wife and I, we went to Alaska uh, and went fishing for four days. Well, we didn't go fishing for four days. <laughs> went to a fishing lodge. We did a lot, a, a lot of great things. But it was so awesome to be out with nature. Some of the prettiest pictures uh, that you'll see, it's, they're, they're on my phone. They're from there. It's just such a beautiful place. It's so calming. And it was because I read Go Wild. And it really recharged me. It wasn't just a treat of being there. Uh, but it really does recharge you being in solitude because it was a remote island. When I find that someone like you that may have been raised with that blue collar, you know, mentality, mechanic, work, 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 to take care of your family and to take time of, with that, you always probably did it, but I imagine now it may have felt a little more intentional. It may have been a little more, hey, we're doing this. Because I remember even before we, we were working together, you were running half marathons with Rita, you were doing things as a family. It was right. very important to you. It's why you work. But at the same time, it feels like it kind of just kept getting better and better until I see you in what pictures of magazines and, and things like that for kind of the world that you're living. So fitness. Yeah. Tell, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fitness. Man. So tell me about um, what life's like now. Tell me about what 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 you've. this is now three and a half years removed from study. Right. We've gone through the pandemic. Most people like saw a big dip in business. Mm -hmm. You you are doing all right. And then <laughs> what's life like now? How are, how are things going now? Well, before the study, I felt guilty taking time off because my team needed me. I felt like I was, uh, I, and I am part of the team, but 
taking time off was our, it, it wasn't accepted in my growing up, you know, uh, where I come from. And, uh, but reading the books and reading Go Wild, you need to go recharge, uh, knowing that uh, you need to be intentional, knowing that you need to practice, knowing that you need to be deliberate with your execution of ideas and thoughts and, and all these things. It, it just forces you to take time off, not just because you, you want to, uh, uh, for the simple pleasure of going somewhere, that too, but it also recharges you. It does something to you. You can think clearer. It's, it's, it's more than just the simple pleasure of, of going places. And, uh, and I feel a lot better now uh, going places because I know I'm going to come back a better person. I'm going to come back a more uh, clearer thinker and I'm going to work harder because I just took some time off and I was off for a week or two and I'm going to come back with very intentions, with great intentions. Yeah. And a lot of people say that they, they kind of slow down. And what you start to see is that slowing down to speed up, as you've heard hundreds of times. Yes. It, you make different decisions when you're not feeling that stress of the day-to-day -day having to call a shot and everyone. You also train your people to make a better life and give them opportunities that, that you got through your career. Right. And we've talked a little bit about the relationships you have with your customers. Tell me a little bit about the relationships that you seek to have with your uh, clients, or sorry, with your, your um, sales staff, your, your Teammates. team, all the, all the people that are on your team. Yeah. Well, um there's great pleasure on their wins, you know, like, uh, uh, they have, I, I know most of their aims and, and I'm happy to help them. Uh, we just had a young man who came into the team about three years ago and, uh, his goal was to buy a mobile home one day. And I said, well, not a house. And, uh, and he laughed and he was like in Ventura County, come on, man. And I said, well, how about if I show you how you can do it? Wow. Two months ago, he bought a house. Come on. So, like that win, it's more of a win for me than to yeah. him. You know, it's just super great that we can provide a uh, atmosphere and uh, environment that that those kind of things can happen. He did it himself. Sure. I get it, but we were able to provide the infrastructure to get that done through us. Yeah. So that's uh, very rewarding to me. I mean, to me, it's it's just this. It's the nature that everyone wins. When, right. when you start to work on yourself as a leader and as a, as a person in the, you know, in the program and how am I going to run my business? And then it just kind of, if you want to talk about a real trickle down economy, that idea of, Hey, I'm comfortable, relaxed. And suddenly I'm leading that way. And suddenly right. it, it, it takes off. You had another phrase though, that I really, really enjoyed that well, I'd love to hear. Well, one of the things yeah, is, well, one of my core values is that everybody wins in every transaction we're involved in. Say it one more time. Everybody wins in every transaction that we're involved with. That's just how it should be. Um, our customer wins because they're gonna get a great product, reliability, a, a great value. Um, our employees win because they're gonna have a great uh, pride on what they did. They're gonna get a great uh, living out of it, uh, training. And the, the, business, the business wins because we're gonna be able to provide training, keep our facilities up to date and keep advertising and just being having amenities such as the shuttle van and coffee and Wi-Fi and all the things that we provide, pastries that we, that we have at the waiting room. And the community wins because we uh, recycle everything we can. We take care of people. We make the vehicles reliable. So they're not gonna break, they're not gonna have as many breakdowns. Uh, we're gonna have a, if you ever visit our shops, they're one, some of the cleanest you've probably ever been to. Uh, and uh, 
so that all helps the environment, the city, uh, our community, our employees, and uh, and obviously our customers. So and obviously there's 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 some uh, wins for the owners as well. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's more than just a mantra. Or it's it's really something you're living out. It's something that you can really see. If you do business with JR, you're going to be winning as well. It's a win-win gain in your transactions. Um, Tell me some of those awards and things that you've won, because I know you've been recognized by the city of Ventura, but I, I only know like probably this much and there's probably like a lot more. I'd love to hear a couple of those things that you guys have achieved as a shop. Sure. Uh, uh, through uh, through some uh, agencies or some uh, automotive groups, I was named the transformer of the year, uh, transforming the industry one step at a time. Uh, uh, we've gone into uh, we've been on the cover of a couple uh, uh, automotive repair magazines because our the, the success of our shops and our teams because uh, as you know it's not just me there's a team behind it that's right. and that's something i learned uh more through you guys um i was just recognized by the rotary club okay. as the uh i forgot the name i'm sorry it was like <laughs> business of the year or nice. something like that nice. uh, through the rotarians and uh, obviously my half marathon medals and yeah through a second agency, uh, we, my wife and I got a, a, a master's of shop management. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's been a great ride. And if you were to ask me, you know, 10 years ago that I, that I was going to be here, I would laugh. Yeah, I, well, with, with me, would be I'm going to be here with Josh interviewing. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. But I like that so much for so many different reasons because of how obnoxious I was 10 years ago. But also because, you know, it really does come full circle. And there's one other thing before we jump into uh, you teaching me something. Sure. You have had some opportunities that have come up that I think other people would have missed. For example, your car giveaway that you mm. guys do every year. That's right. Um, I'd love to hear the story of the gentleman who is coming from San Diego, I believe, yep. or, or something like that. Can you tell that story real quick? Because that one is a big one for me. Yeah, absolutely. So every year, uh, well, for six years, for seven years now, we've given a car away to a needed family. Yeah. And uh, to a deserving family. Uh, and uh, what we, we found out throughout the years, we've always been giving. We always give to Little League, to 4-H, to um, the Police Activity League. I volunteered there. I volunteered to, to talk for high schools and so on. And I quickly realized that just buying T-shirts for a Little League team, uh, you know, it's, it's got an impact. But how about if we can donate our skill of working on a car? So what we did is that we bought a, uh, a car that a customer didn't want to fix anymore. We bought it from the customer. We fixed it uh, through the guys did lunches. They stayed a little bit late. Uh, when we were slower, we just worked on this car, rebuilt it, put new brakes, new tires, you know, just make the, made the vehicle in tip-top shape. And then we asked the community to find us a deserving family, a deserving person that will be great for this car. And... Uh, so we've done that six years, six years in a row. And about two years ago, we were giving the car away that week. So there were posters and the car was up front with a big bow and all of that. This gentleman from San Diego was driving to Santa Barbara. And uh, I think it was the other way around, from Santa Barbara to San Diego. And uh, his car quit working. So he got a tow to Concourse Motors. And uh, he was he wanted to look at he's looking at the at the brochures he, he takes a little paper and he's going to go to breakfast uh, while we look at the vehicle and uh, he comes back and he was just so touched and moved by the move by the by, by our program we call it wheels to shine and uh, 
he said, you know what? Here are the keys. You can have it. I'm going to take the train to Conk to San Diego. Why don't you give two cars away? So that was the um, impact and the, uh, the pain it forward that that created. You know, it just brings the best out of people. And I love that. Yeah. So be nice people. Good things happen to nice people is what I'm hearing. Now, this part I love. And when we talked earlier, some of the, I'll say it this way, some of the performer personality, you find a, a little bit of not feeling comfortable or there's some, some fear there. And I would love to hear what you brought because you brought something really special uh, for something to teach me transactional competence. And I'd right. love to hear kind of what you were talking about earlier before the show. Right. Um, so I was recently approached by a, uh, an opportunity with some big, big, um, um, it is a big opportunity and it's going to take, uh, big resources and, and a lot of, a lot of effort in our part. Uh, and, uh, I was telling Josh, I can't feel to, to feel, uh, doubtful and with fear, uh, about this decision. And, uh, and then as I was coming in, I was remembering, uh, I was, lucky enough to go to Italy and see the David, the statue of the David, uh, in person. And the guide had a great story and he just, he was, he was the greatest guy because guide, because he gave me, uh, actually goosebumps wow. when he told me, um, he said that Michelangelo, uh, was very, very good at what he did. And he always wanted a challenge. So it was very easy for him to, uh, build a statue of the David to carve a statue of the David with a David triumphant. Like I beat Goliath, stay down, I killed you, whatever the case might be, or holding his head with a knife, like I did it. Instead, what a David represent, and if you look at him, he's got a slingshot and a rock, and uh, Michelangelo wanted to capture the moment where the David knew he was gonna get in a fight. And he wanted to capture his fear and his doubt forever because he wanted to say that even the David was doubtful and had fear. It's a human trait. So uh, even though he had that, he still went ahead and obviously won, uh, but it's something that is in all of us. So even superheroes, they all get, you know, they all doubt, they all have fear, they all have um, limited beliefs and so on and so forth. So that's what I was listening to. I asked Josh if I can tell that story. I love that story. And uh, so anyway. Well, I think it's so so wise because, you know, in, in many ways, that, that story is such a similarity where you were, you know, coming from, right? And right. All of these decisions along the way weren't easy. One of the things that you know that we teach is the idea of if you know what your aims are right. and you, if you have a plan on how to achieve them, it's much easier to hit them. And as you and I have said many times, leadership nowadays can feel like here's where we're going to go. We had a lot of fun along the way we don't really get there and we pat ourselves on the back for starting something and not getting there but so what true. we're looking at is i'm calling a shot i'm hitting it i'm calling another shot i'm hitting it and watching you do that over and over again has been has been the joy of my career it's been so much fun seeing this and watching you do it and just watching you do it again and then watching you do it again so keep those linkedin and facebook uh, updates coming rita if you're watching please keep those <laughs> social media posts coming we really i really appreciate it myself yeah so well wonderful and i i gotta give a shout out to my wife because she's uh she's the backbone of everything we do so uh i couldn't do it without you oh well i we could probably talk for forever uh but i want to just i'm going to take a, a moment to say thank you for being on and then I'm going to say a few things that I learned, and then we'll talk a little bit after the podcast. Thank you but for thank your you invite, for being on. and thank you for being in my life, man. I'm so happy I met you. Mm -hmm.
little before I cry on camera, I'm going to get to this one. Thank you, JR. <laughs> uh, that is JR Luna. And I'll tell you what I hear in a lot of that is there's so much that you can do when you know where you're going and you have a plan. It's kind of that cool, calm and collected knowing where I'm going. I don't need to worry about how I'm going to get there because I have a plan for it. And if you want a plan like JR's, I you got to have to do a lot of work. There's going to be a lot of scared times. There's going to be a lot of times when you've got to push and you've got to work hard for it. But if you build an environment that allows you to do the heavy lifting for you, you'll tend to get there easier. And that's what we do. At Influential U, we teach how to do these things. And if you'd like to more about us, you can go to InfluentialU.Global and explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. As you know, we offer a four-year curriculum for those seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're brand new, we recommend that you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace, and the members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proprietary tools that are proven to assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty plus discounts to our transformative conferences. You can sign up today and use promo code 30 days. That's three zero D A Y S for a free 30 day test drive pun intended. You're welcome. JR uh, for influentially used thrive program. That code once again is 30 days and you can cancel at any time. Thank you for listening today. Each week we stream live at 2 PM Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and you can easily share this podcast with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that you get quality podcasts. Check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that were talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and members all around the world, with a special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, and contributions from John Patterson, Michael Teehee, our in-studio producer. Thank you, Michael. Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley. And a special thanks to our guest, J.R. Luna. And please go check out his shop. Michael T. I'm sure you've got the website for him right there. It's going to be concoursemotorsventura.com. And you can see it right there at the bottom of the screen and go support a local shop. This episode was recorded on July 12th, 2023. The podcast theme that is super catchy, as J.R. said before the show, is by Chris Standring entitled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, please take a moment. Go on iTunes or your podcast app and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know, and we'll see you next time on the Influential You podcast.